1: Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just eight ninety seven at The Home Depot. How doers get more
0: done.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Nerdificent. I am your host, Ify Wadiwe. And sitting across from me, as always, is...
3: Danny Fernandez.
2: All right. That's what just going <laughs> Say it time, huh? I thought you
3: were going to say something else.
2: Oh, oh, well, I can. I can. But, you know, you, you, it seems so fine. The fabulous. The
3: wonderful. <laughs> I know. It is a it is a mic drop just saying my own name. Yeah. <laughs> just saying my own name.
2: Oh, yeah. Today's going to be a fun episode. We had quite a fun time uh, watching uh watching We movie did. Oh, my franchise. gosh. In this franchise. It was yes. a good time. We were guffawing you know it was a it was a good good one
3: I thought you were gonna pee your pants oh man you were we sat next to each other uh during this film yeah. and it was i think it was oh a 130 matinee which yeah. i highly recommend because there are also a bunch of kids in there too yeah. and listening to them giggle oh yeah um like the person behind us the girl behind us remember oh, yeah. oh my gosh they just laugh at and also inappropriate along. yeah 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 and they sing uh huh yeah it yeah. was
2: a real experience <laughs>
3: yeah it was fun it was fun so today we are talking about Angry, Angry Birds. Birds. We, we <laughs> almost got it. We almost did it. Yeah. I
2: don't know why I thought I should try and say it the same time as you. But.
3: Today we're joined by the director of Angry Birds 2, Throp Van Orman. Thank hey. you. Hey, yeah. How's Thanks, Thurup. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you. for. And you also played the seal, right? <laughs> I did the seal. I did the worms
4: and um, the dog most of the time. Sometimes, okay. we, use yes. seal, sometimes yes. we use real seals. Sometimes we use real dogs. Both but... of
3: those killed you. I remember
4: oh, yeah. your. <laughs>
2: I love a good uh, recurring bit. You know, it's uh, it's you know it plays fun and that poor dog uh, frozen. Uh, uh.
3: Oh my gosh, we yeah we're gonna hop into the film because honest to god, I was surprised. At the I mean the humor was just so some of it I was like these kids are gonna watch this ten years from now and be like what what yeah, oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> I know it was the perfect recipe for a kids film where it's like you know a little something for some kids a little 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 light something for the adults if you're paying attention and
4: <laughs> yeah it's funny you uh, mentioned sitting next to the kids because when I watch it's so fun like the first half of the movie the kids are like laughing all the way through and then. I don't know, fourth, a third of the way through, then the parents start. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And then that builds and by the end of the movie, you can't hear the kids at all anymore Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) their parents are laughing. Oh yeah,
2: it's (laughs) such a good time.
3: Um, But Therop, I wanted to also talk about some of your history before we get into the history of Angry Birds because you have such a ginormous is that a word ginormous uh history you were also the storyboard artist for camp laszlo the powerpuff girls the grim adventures of billy and mandy this man has worked on essentially our childhood yeah. um of everyone listening um you were also the creator of the marvelous misadventures of flapjack what drove you to wanting to be an animation specifically well, I didn't have
4: the internet when I was a kid, so I actually had no idea that you could have a job in animation. Um so like um Simpsons I came on um uh, when I was like 13 and and it was I loved it, but I I thought oh that's one guy. That's one guy who got really lucky and got to make his own show. Um and then uh I Don't know, I didn't know what I was gonna do until I was 24. So, um, I stumbled into a job uh, making video games. Uh, my friend got a job, and I was like, What you can have a job just doing cartoon stuff? Um, and so, uh, I went to Cal Arts, um, because that's where you you went to school to yeah. do animation. Oh, yeah, um, do you
3: feel like that's still the same today?
4: Um, I think. A lot of the creative people, a lot of the directors and show creators and stuff do come out of CalArts because you do, um, you get a pretty solid foundation there. And actually, probably more than anything, it's just because it already has that clout. So when you get there, oh, yeah. um, it's like, I'm not the best person I know at arts anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is so good. Um, and And coming into it so late and having no idea that existed, for me, it was like, Hogwarts it was like oh my gosh this now everything makes sense why i'm a weirdo <laughs> 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 this is this is what you can do with it but but then you're really you push yourself because you, you feel bad you feel bad that everyone's so much better than you at everything um and everyone's better than you at something no matter how good you are um at CalArts. so it really pushes you um to up your work ethic um mm-hmm. and, and you learn things from these people you learn like oh people really laugh at that joke they do oh people um really get bored when you make really self-indulgent <laughs> student films <laughs>
3: <laughs> so like aside from the simpsons were there cartoons that you were really drawn to growing up that you feel like influenced you um ren and stimpy was uh, a big
4: one um yeah I mean all of the cartoons um, Smurfs was my favorite yeah. I think Smurfs and He-Man I I would probably have said to my friends He-Man was my favorite but totally Smurfs
3: was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you give off a Smurfs vibe I can see that <laughs> pop <a> Smurf <laughs> Um. Yeah, so why don't we just dive straight in, if you do want to dive into Yeah, like Angry
2: Birds, uh, let's do get this nitty-gritty out the way, and we kick it all off with an explanation like this. Angry Birds is a video game franchise created by the Finnish company Rovio Entertainment. The series focuses on multicolored birds which try to save their eggs from green-colored pigs, their enemies. Inspired by Crush the Castle, the game has been praised for a successful combination of fun gameplay, comical style, and low price. Its popularity led to many spinoffs, uh, spin-off ...versions of Angry Birds created for PCs and video game consoles. A market for merchandise featuring its characters, a televised animated series, and a feature... Film By January 2014, there had been over 2 billion downloads across all platforms, including both regular and special editions. By July 2015, the series games had been downloaded more than 3 billion times collectively.
3: 3 billion? 3 wow <laughs> Whoa!
2: 3 uh, Making it the most downloaded freemium game series of all time. Eat that, Fortnite. The, uh, <laughs> the original Angry Birds has been called one of the most mainstream games out right now. Uh, one of the great runaway hits of two. 2010 and the largest mobile app successes the world has ever seen so far. An animated feature film based on the series was released by Columbia Pictures on the 20th of May in 2016. And the first main series sequel, Angry Birds 2, What It Do, was released on July 30th of 2015 is that cr- I don't think that's right that's... is that right <laughs> um no <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that that ain't right you know when you're reading something oh they're talking about the game okay we're they're the the game Angry Birds <laughs> you're 2
3: you're like looking at your phone, <laughs> like, phone. Oh, well,
2: that was, that was, yeah that was wild uh, so, the, so the sequel to the game Angry Birds 2 was released in July 2015 okay. I thought we went back in time for a second <laughs> I was losing my mind
3: <laughs> there's something really cool we had um Sam Mag who is a game developer on and uh, for Insomniac Games, and she was saying that she talks, she goes, and she talks to groups of of little girls about gaming, mm-hmm. and that um, she'll be like, "How many of you consider yourself a gamer?" And a lot of them won't raise their hands. And she's like, but how many of you play, say, Angry Birds? And they'll all raise their hand. And she was like, then you're a gamer. That is a game that you're playing. It's just so funny that people have in their head, like, oh, if it's not Fortnite, if it's not, you know, World of Warcraft or something like that, then they don't consider it a game. But she likes to say, like, no, this is a game if you look like you have thoughts,
2: oh no, no, I, I totally agree, and I just think it's funny that people are like, oh, if I play Angry Birds, I'm not a gamer, uh, because it, uh, its it, mechanics are very similar to a game I used to play a lot called Gunbound, uh, where my Gunbound hands. It was this old uh, Nexon game where you were in these little gunships and you you used uh, basically physics to aim your shots and they would shoot across the map and it was based off of like an even older game, but you can customize the ship. But that's kind of the the same kind of uh, skeleton of Angry Birds is you're aiming the shot to uh, to hit it and you have different types of ammunition so it, it, to me it's funny when it's like oh no I remember being staying up late to one on the phone with my friends we're strategizing and like ganging up against people and like it's just a simpler like version that you can just play on your phone
3: yeah, mobile games are games. Oh yeah, no, so they require a lot of skill, and then people get really good at them. A lot and, of the
2: uh, speaking you mentioned, Fortnite, a, a huge base plays mobile. A lot of the kids, and that's what uh, I think I've said this on an earlier episode is the great equalizer because, like, consoles run for like what two, three hundred bucks. A cell phone, true. most kids have it. So, like, if you if you have a smartphone, you can play this like triple A game, Fortnite, uh, which is why like you know everyone you know everyone feels some type of way. I remember when i talked about the diablo mobile game and a few of y'all slid into dms and we had uh you know some civilized conversation uh but like mobile that's why i like am excited by the idea of mobile games because i called this five six years ago back when Infinity, infinity blade came out for the iphone uh But that's just my whole, like, aside on mobile gaming and, like, its growth and how much it's impacted. Like, back when Infinity Blade, like, the concept of cross-platform, you can literally play Fortnite with someone on a PS4. That is crazy. So now you're not that, you know, like if you want to go way back when you're the kid who didn't have the Genesis or the SNES and you couldn't play long. Nope. You have a cell phone. You can play with your friends whose parents were able to get them a PS4 or an Xbox One. You you include like that is beautiful in its own self.
3: I did not realize that Angry Birds was breaking down class and economic barriers <laughs> by allowing gameplay to everybody. That's really cool. You learn new things on this podcast all the time. So I know that you have kids. Were they playing Angry Birds? Like, how were you, fr- what was your first introduction to it before you tapped onto this as a director? I'm sure that you saw it <laughs> or might have had it on your phone or your kids' phones or.
4: Um, to be totally honest, I had never played the game or watched the movie. That's fine. Um, when they asked me to make this one, but I did after they asked me to. Do this <laughs> you did <movie>. your research. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually, I'm not a gamer at all. <laughs> um, my first job was video games, and I realized really quickly if I get into video games, like I want to be good at it, and I will not stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not really what I want to do with all of my time. Um, uh. So it was all or nothing and I was like, uh, yeah. maybe I'll just not not play <laughs> yeah. video games. I'll make them. I'll, I'll play through as much as wow. I need to know, um to know how it works, but um I think one reason that I went into storytelling is I like the stories. I like I like telling the stories. I like tale in a tale. Um and in video games, uh, something that's super cool about video games, they say like the golden rule of making the perfect video game is it should take a minute to learn and a lifetime to master. Um okay. and so like you suck them in quick and then you once you got your hooks in, like they're they're just like trying to reach a higher unattainable level and I think that's super cool. Um it's kind of similar to TV cuz you don't give them too much. Um and movies though you want to wrap it up. You you want to give yeah. them um a conclusive ending and make them feel like they accomplished something and they gained something at the end of the day and there's not more out there and have like this unsatisfied oh, I got to get right back into it um and I love that I love that about TV and movies um uh I, I guess just the storytelling aspect of it yeah.
3: yeah yeah and video games that that definitely has a uh overlap with video games as well I feel like um well, and wh- well, one of the reasons why this was so successful I feel like yeah. people really latched on to the characters well it's
2: funny because yeah like I feel like you know Angry Birds 1 you know kind of like rode the wave of the popularity of the game and two, you know, and I'm not just saying this cause you're in here. Uh, I'd say it if you weren't in here really kind of like the improv term is heightening and, and, mm-hmm. and just like blowing out the world. And it really did like flesh out these characters and like, I think tackled some very interesting themes and just the, the, uh, the aspect of like doing things to, to for, because you want to be wanted and not necessary, you know, and just like that, was really exciting and fun. About
3: yeah, I think also in improv, it's playing at the top of your intelligence. Yeah. And I feel like that's what the film did as well. Yeah, so just wrapping up uh, about the development. In early 2009, Rovio staff began reviewing proposals for potential games. One such proposal came from senior game designer Jaku Lisalo in form of a simulated screenshot featuring some angry-looking birds with no visible legs or wings, while the picture gave no clue as to what type of game was being played. I love that, just, like, taking it in. Like, remember that whoever first pitched... um. Mario, that would have just been hilarious. This plumber who has to (laughs) rescue a princess. Uh, Stay with me here, everybody. Um, Again, it was after Crush the Castle. This is the funniest part to me. At the time, the swine flu epidemic was also in the news. (laughs) So the staff made the birds' enemies pigs, as you do. Um, And Angry Birds was the studio's 52nd produced game in its initial release. And like you said, it did huge numbers uh, here.
2: Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, when it first came out, though, it didn't sell that many copies. And it was after it was featured, uh, um, after it was a featured app on the UK App Store in February 2010, yes. it yeah. quickly reached number one and it blew up. It's funny how a little visibility, you know, it was like this is tight, y'all. <laughs> like That's what the App Store was like. It was like, yo, don't sleep on this. It's and,
3: like being on the front page of Netflix. I yeah. feel like um, oh, yeah. they always get that huge boost. I would not have found Shit's Creek that way. Yeah.
4: Oh me neither. Oh, I love shit's Creek. Oh, it's so
3: good. I've rewatched it so many times. Uh, which which character do you gravitate towards? Um, it started with David.
4: <laughs> Ew, oh, because he's a, he's such a good character. And then yeah. slowly, like um, I love more and more Alexa. Yeah. Uh, and actually, the mom who was my least favorite character because oh, I was like, all right, Moira. I get it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah uh, Moira. Her, she's the most fascinating now. She just owns that <laughs> character so much; yeah. it's amazing. Oh,
3: I just love that they let her take whatever risks she wants. Yeah. Like if she's, she just like says like baby or whatever. <laughs> she just yeah. like pronounces things how they shouldn't be pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're just like cool. Go with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rocking. Love it. We have to take a really quick break. Then we're gonna jump into the films of Angry Birds right after this. Boom.
1: Go to Nix.com. That's K-N-I-X.com.
2: All right. And welcome back to Nerdificent. We're back and we're going to jump right into the movies. Uh, yeah. So Angry Birds, the first movie was the Angry Birds movie, also known simply as Angry Birds. It was released in the UK as such. So the plot, because this is important when we talk about two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In one, it was about a reclusive, temperamental, outcast bird named Red who lived in a village called Bird Island with other flightless birds who lead angerless lives. When his temper causes a premature hatching of another bird's egg, he is sentenced to attend an anger management class, the maximum penalty on the island. Red's classmates, Chuck, who is hyperactive and can move at hypervelocity, and Bomb, who can cause explosions with his anger and fear, try to befriend him, but he avoids them because he's angry. One day, a boat docks at the island shore, damaging Red's house. The birds are greeted by green-colored pigs and their captain, Leonard, who claim to be peaceful explorers, bringing offerings of friendship. The pigs ingratiate themselves with the birds by introducing them to various innovations, notably a giant slingshot, but begin to overwhelm the island with their numbers. Red becomes suspicious. He recruits Chuck and Bomb to find Mighty Eagle, the only flying bird in the island, uh, who has not been seen for many years. They find Mighty Eagle on top of Bird Mountain, but he is overweight, self absorbed, and leads the life of a slacker. He's not flown in years and refuses to help them. Red discovers that the pigs planting dynamite around the island while other birds are distracted with the rave party, but they arrive too late to sound a warning. The pigs escape with the eggs and activate the dynamite, destroying the village. The other birds apologize to Red for not believing him. Under his leadership, they organize an army and construct a boat from rubble, follow the pigs to pig Island, and the battle ensues. They win. And Red a is a champion. Yeah, he's yeah. a hero. Yeah, he's a hero.
3: Yeah, so we had Jason Sudeikis, Josh Gad, Danny McBride, Bill Hader, Maya Rudolph, Peter Dinklage, just a part of the cast. Um, and uh, then we hop into... Angry Birds too. Yeah. Woo woo! And you, so we had the we had all of the cast returning, right? Um, not uh, most of them. A- Josh of was them. there. Jason. I wish that we had Kate
4: McKinnon. Oh, um, okay. I love her. She's oh, my geez. she is my hero. And oh boy! Yeah. yeah. Um, we had to make room for some new characters, and unfortunately, she didn't uh, come back. But I love her. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, what was it like getting to work with, let's say, Jason as Red? I mean, taking on that role again.
4: Um, <clears throat> it was amazing. He's so smart. I mean most of these actors you think they're just reading scripts or whatever but he is so such a smart collaborator, such a great improver. So um you throw him a line he's never seen it before and he has like this catalog of funny lines that serve the same purpose but are like, "Oh man, that's better." Um um super good, super smart. And and actually most of this movie was very improv driven yeah. Like, really yeah so we we didn't have writers for most of the movie we oh had, my
3: god we had writers That's so cool like
4: for a few months at the beginning and then a few months like three-fourths of the way through um but we treated it like like in tv um we do board storyboard yeah. driven mm-hmm. shows um, where you have a, an outline and we figured out, like, the backbone of the movie and then we improv. So with the storyboard artist, it was a very yes and, oh, and then we could do this, this, then we could do this. Um, and with the actors, we did the same thing. So we um, we tried a lot of ideas um, up front. We had, like, yeah, you know, basic idea of what the movie was um, and where we needed to get to, but we did a lot of playing around with the actors and with all of the artists. It was fun.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what I w- wanted to say is, like, <laughs> Well, so, you know, Angry Birds 1 comes out. Was there anything from one that kind of like, where that you were like, okay, I want to take it this way? Like, how was the baton handed off to you?
4: On the first movie, they had... Their job was to sell why they're why they're making a yeah. movie based on the game, um, and it's Angry Birds, so it has to be about anger, and that is such a hard, <laughs> yeah. a hard um, thing to tackle. Like this is why anger is really good, yeah. Um, which maybe it is, but <laughs> but it's still hard to tell a story, yeah. um, a story about that. Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, so in this movie, we didn't really have to do that. I mean, we we could delve deeper into his issues, but it's not just about anger issues. And that was very nice um, uh, to just be able to get into, like, more real emotions and why he's vulnerable. And then as far as, like, the storytelling that we got to explore on this movie, we didn't have to have them enemies. And I think that's that's really right. hard, and yeah. I think it's hard to, like, Feel good about making this movie, like yeah, we were justified hating these guys, yeah, <laughs> uh, which they had to do in the first movie, and and this one we could like okay, they hated each other at the end of the first movie. Let's pair them up. Let's yeah. let's force them to work with the people they don't or not people birds and pigs that they right. um, didn't want to work with, um and and that's hard. Um and it's hard even amongst Red's friends and his friend's sister, like. He's got some issues. He's got some trust issues um, to work out. And I think um, working working on a movie um, with a bunch of other people, uh, it was kind of the metaphor for working on the movie. The the movie uh, metaphor was also the behind-the-scenes metaphor. It's, it's definitely harder to work with a bunch of other people yeah. and collaborate, and everyone has their own ideas that they're trying to cram in there. Um, and they don't always go together. Would you
3: say together. there's too many hens in the hen house?
4: Danny. <laughs> Danny, please.
3: I did want to say that kind of remind one of my favorite movies is uh, Nightmare Before Christmas but like essentially the uh, the message is stay in your lane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it's fabulous and I love it. I love so many things about it but it's like at the end people are like so don't venture out and try. <laughs> just, just do what you're good at. Just do just do what you're so good at. Stop trying to be extra. Um, so we did it was so funny um if he leaned over to me was like who is that uh and for Zeta and it was Leslie Jones yeah. yeah what was it like getting to work with her um it was amazing she'd worked on one thing before
4: an animation and I think it wasn't the best experience for her. it was a smaller role and I think she came in like nervous which was so weird for me because I wasn't nervous yeah yeah um but um but I love Leslie Jones and I was just like it was weird going into this, like these famous people are nervous and I'm not (laughs) (laughs) nervous. I should be the one.
6: Yeah.
4: Um, but she was a freaking hoot. I I think within like five minutes, she was like, we were laughing at each other's jokes and playing around. And she saw like, Oh, I can just be myself. Okay. I can do that. Um, and so I, I would feed her lines like, okay. Um, and, and she was comfortable, like just like reading the script, but I was like, okay, we don't have to do exactly that. Here's, here's what's happening in the scene. Um, uh, this is how you're feeling. This is where we need to get to, and then she would riff. And by far, that's the best stuff.
3: Yeah, just allowing the art, like allowing the comedians to take risks and be themselves. Yeah,
2: no, that that it was real fun having her play and stuff. And I think just you know, just because we keep uh, bouncing and talking about the comedy in this film is was was super fun. Uh, you know, I'm gonna keep it. Uh, like all the way real and i don't feel bad because you you didn't work on it but i didn't see the first one so i came in with two and i really regretted didn't bring my daughter because the there was like a little baby shark nod and (laughs) i knew that she would have been locked in but yeah no it's it really uh like it's so funny because we're raving about it online and people were like really and i'm like please just go see it be and it seemed like if i had to like you know, do like an armchair analysis. And I think it was kind of like they, the first movie had the hard task of kind of being more of an adaptation of us, of a mobile app. And y'all had to have fun with just telling a story using a character that they introduced in the first movie. And that's, it's such a fun, fun story. I mean, yeah, Leslie, Leslie, Tiffany uh, mm-hmm. is great and just even, you know, the eagle, you know, you, you guys picked up the torch from the arc that they kind of like introduced from the first one and like dunked it in such a fun way, um, <laughs> you know. I, I feel it's it's like look y'all I know you're gonna be like if he's over here being a shill I'm like look go see it go see it and tell <laughs> me what you think go in the discord you could tell me what you think uh, Thorup won't be in there so you can be honest but I'm sure you're gonna love it there's no there's yeah, it's actually the, the discord highest... no. I don't wanna kick you out the discord Thorup
3: <laughs> you can be in it but it's actually the highest rated yeah. um, video game adaptation movie well, right? The, yeah
2: right now it is taking the throne as the highest rated video game movie and it deserves That praise because Resident Evil was an experience. Uh, (laughs) The first one started off real good, Uh, and that's what I'll say.
3: I wanted before we wrap up on Leslie Jones as Zeta. What uh, can you tell people about essentially that new character that was introduced? Um, Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, So Zeta um,
4: is the villain in this movie. She, um, we, uh, when we were trying to figure out who the villain is and what her personality was. Um, we saw an old, I don't remember if it was Jimmy Kimmel, but she was on a talk show and said, you know what I've always wanted to do? I've always wanted to be a villain in a movie.
2: Yeah. And so we're like,
4: oh, huh, hmm.
3: Hmm." Ify we gotta get on
4: Conan before,
3: uh, Ify.
2: First step, get on Conan. (laughs) Step
3: one. Okay, so you saw her and you were like, wow, so the character was made for her?
4: Yep. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. Yeah, totally, and so... um, we we designed the character um after her I think uh, personality wise especially oh yeah um and we tried to write for Leslie Jones and tried to um anticipate what her real character would be feeling or whatever um and it kind of worked before we had her recorded but it was kind of like flat and dry and it's like (laughs) mustache twirly villain and then she came in and really put her personality into it and then it was like oh my god this is the best character (laughs) um uh yeah she really she really had fun with it and really put a lot of a lot of herself into it which was amazing
2: so here's my uh big question because it's always interesting working with like an uh, uh, already established IP. Was Rovio precious with you know the IP at all? Were they you know nervous about any like new characters, or were they kind of gave you like their their great good graces and was like we trust you, do what do what you do, Diorap. Um,
4: for the... Uh, almost a million percent (laughs) that's what they did the the only thing that they threw out there was like just at the end could you have them go back to the pigs and the birds going back to fighting well (laughs) no that's not really what we're doing (laughs) but um we'll 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 throw in a few like jokey jabs how about that and they were totally cool with that they were they were amazing um although um I the fans uh some of the fans have had the hardest time because we weren't precious about the video games at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh and there's a new character the vid- and the and vid- the video games uh Silver mm-hmm. um was a character and we I <laughs> I never even played the game itself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't look at it. I was like, "No, we're going to do our own thing. She's going to be really cute and really smart and really fun." Uh and I actually, I've got maybe a hundred. Uh, oh, what? A hundred DMs <gasps> today from fans who are like, I hate this new silver. You'll leave this <laughs> Y'all leave this man alone.
3: Y'all leave this man alone. It's almost she like. She was a great. What is their. Um, wait, okay, so what is their complaint about her? Um, or that she's just not like the game? Uh,
4: two, two different things. She's not like the game, so her character's different. Most of those have kind of died away a whole world that I didn't know existed was um Angry Birds um fan fiction yeah and so oh, a, a lot of you them are stepped like stepped in someone's yeah, seat yeah sorry bro no my OC is dating Red so yeah. he can't like this other oh, girl oh no. Yeah, that's, that's what's happening. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. I love it,
2: I love it, I love it. Oh, yes.
3: The fan fiction, comm- I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I have been on those boards. <laughs> um, not in the Angry Birds level, but definitely on the anime level. I felt like she was done in such a... It it was perfect because it was like, yeah, I'm so used to being the, the girl that has the answers and she's smart and it's like she's kind of looked over and people don't trust her and she has to prove herself twice as much. And it was like such a great commentary. And, and, and especially for, you know, young girls to see, um, I just I love that aspect of it and kind of read. I think I said I tweeted this out of, uh, that it was something that did tackle like toxic masculinity and. And this feeling of identity and, and insecurity that he has um, w- where he feels like he has to be in control or else people won't. Or he has to be the center of uh, the hero or people won't love him as he is. But just the fact that she is uh, brilliant and that kind of gets, you know, pushed aside for a while. I just I love that that was done. Oh, and yeah. So no,
2: I. I. Just did a quick because I wanted to see what the Angry Birds silver was. I'm in the Angry Birds wiki. They are detailed. They are strong. You you can't underestimate how many communities there are around there. And there will be someone who's like, um, actually, and let me know, nerd fam. Do we have any nerd fam who's like our our Angry Birds Stan? Because uh, I'm sure you will have more than a few choice words for us. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's I I, th- I thought silver was super fun and great. And I, I mean, Played that's,
3: by Rachel Bloom.
2: I know, good friend. Uh, also, a fellow L- L- L.A. native like me, uh, hey, Rachel, uh, do you listen? I don't know. I doubt
3: it. <laughs> she does follow me.
2: Oh, oh really? Um, yeah.
4: I, I should say, uh, back back to Rachel in a second, <laughs> but there are maybe five people who are mad about the Silver Design. Okay. It's not yeah, yeah. like no, don't a worry. giant...
3: Yeah, you know, and it and sometimes those people are really loud. And I would say the majority of people have been super supportive. And I've seen it on m- my Twitter. And that's not just because I follow you and, and Matthew Cherry. <laughs> I can see everything you guys are retweeting. Um, but I have seen so many people that have really praised this film. I do want to talk about Rachel Bloom, though, and the rest of the cast, including Sterling K. Brown. But we have to take a really quick break. So we're going to hop back in right after this.
1: Go to Nix.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. And we're
3: back. One thing that I wanted to say about Rachel Bloom, my favorite thing that I always tell people, is that she she talks about how she got rejected like six times in one day when she was pitching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. On one single day, she went out and she had you know, throughout the weeks had pitched to a bunch of networks and they all called her back on the same day and she got like six rejections, one after the other, after the other. Oh. And um, CW was the only one that gave her a chance and that totally paid off for them um, taking a risk on her. But I just remind my friends of that uh, whenever they're having a hard time that it's like, you know, you can get rejected that many times. It just takes that one yes to pop in there.
2: Yeah, that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. One what
3: yes. was your first yes? Or like when when did you feel like that was your a moment that it was like yes i have made it in
4: um it was slow it wasn't a moment because i pitched um when i was at CalArts, um i knew all right i have to bust my ass because for the rest of my life i could work at a coffee shop and probably either fire to get quit either get fired or quit every Couple months. Yeah. Um, because what I want to do is be an artist or I can bust ass now and um make something happen for myself and then have a like decent job as an artist. Um so uh I developed Flapjack while I was at CalArts and I pitched it um, and I was so stoked to get in, like, wow, I did it! I made it! I'm gonna pitch this, and they're gonna love it. It's gonna be their favorite show. And then, <laughs> while well, I was pitching it, the um, the lady I was pitching to was like waving to people out her door and like reading stuff on <laughs> oh, her desk, no. oh, um, and walk looking out the window. And it was like very clear. Okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you're you're just waiting for me to finish so you can say no because I'm a kid and I'm a yeah a student at school. Um, and and she gave me a few notes and feedback or whatever after, and then I came back like, okay, so I addressed those notes, and I want to pitch to you again, and she's like, oh, you know, um, I kind of just thought of that as a student pitch. Um, come back when you have some experience and are ready, and it was, like, oh, so, wow. so heartbreaking yeah. um, for me, and I, like, kept taking tests to do storyboards on different shows, um, and then eventually only got in um, Cartoon Network because – I kept pushing them to start a free internship program. And then I came in on the free internship program. <laughs> um, and then once you're in, it's like, it's so much easier. And and, yeah. and I'm not advocating work for free, but that's totally the only thing that has worked for me. Yeah. Um, because I was like paying tuition, which was a ton of money. And I couldn't afford school anymore. But okay, I'll pay tuition so that I can go work this free job. Yeah. And then... Um, and then I think I think it was the first day, at least within the first couple of days, um, I was on Powerpuff Girl, which is a sh- show that I loved. And um, and I was in the writer's room. They let me go in the writer's room. And they're like, well, we're out of ideas. We've already done everything. And so um, I was like, okay, this is my chance. This- yeah. I can do it. So I went home and wrote uh, six episodes. And I brought them in the next day. They bought them, and they let me storyboard. Um, and then when I started storyboarding um, – people would compliment me and say, oh, my gosh, that was so funny or whatever. And every one of those people, I was like, hey, could you go tell the development exec um, that you thought it was really funny? (laughs) Um, So the next time I went in to pitch my show, I mean, this was my plan, was... Um, they were looking for a reason to say yes instead of a reason to say no. They'd already heard from ten people who right. said, "Oh, you know, the next person who should have a show, you should have Thorough Pitch." Yeah. Um. So the next time I went in to pitch, they already went in with that confidence, like this guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, uh, and then they picked up Flapjack. Flapjack. Yeah.
2: I love Bubby. Yeah, I love Bubby idea. too. Bubby is what, like just comedically. So funny in the Hurry action, all the wild stuff. Flapjack gets into. I love Flapjack.
4: Um, so. Thanks. Uh, actually, Roz Ryan and and I have almost exactly that relationship. She, she treats me like a little baby, and I love her. She is so so yeah. like a motherly figure to me. And still, like every time I uh, talk to her, she gives me a big hug. Oh, there, baby, how are you doing? And, like exactly, exactly oh, the relationship of, uh, of Flapjack and Bubby. And actually, um, Brian Dahl-Murray and I. A very similar relationship also, <laughs> where he's just like, all right, shut up, <laughs> let's
2: get this done.
3: <laughs> See, people, it takes uh, some rejection before yeah. you. Don't give up on yeah, your dreams. I mean,
2: that's, yeah, that's the the grind. Is like I always say. Um, people always think it's like a shot, and it's really more so just a battle of attrition. Like it, it feels like every everyone who you know was like, ah, oh, didn't work. It was because they just got done and everyone like you know if you just hear eventually eventually they got to say yes yeah
4: a a million percent everything that i've pitched has gotten rejected so many times (laughs) and then i rework it and i figure out like okay i'm i still 100 percent believe in this um Mm -hmm. what is working for me and isn't working for them how do i find the way in to everyone so that they this resonates with them the same same way that it does with me
3: yeah. But do you ever just like for me, I wrote something that like some really respected people just loved and adored and some other people just didn't like. And I just was like, I think I got to let that go. Yeah. A part of me, at least. I, You know, I, I guess I've re- I've thought like maybe it's not going to resonate with everyone.
2: Yeah. I think it really is just like you. There, there are people who are going to be fans of you and there's people who you're. Not going to be for. And if you're as long as you don't hang up on that and just make sure you find your people, that's who you want anyway. I, I You know, I oftentimes see a lot of people fighting for people t- to be their people when they're not. And then you see like they eventually do get them and then they're kind of almost beholden to what this like fringe group of their fan base likes because they don't want to lose them not realizing that the fan base at large, you know, is there for them, are a fan of what they create. So uh, let that, yeah, just make, like, and that's that's kind of, like, the basis of, I think, a lot of creative stuff because I think when the the creative growth process, in, in, in my, like, weird mind is, like, you start off doing what you what you like and by what i mean what you like you like the you're kind of be making homages to the things that inspire you and then you start to venture more into professional stuff and then you start to try and make things you think that people will want will that you try and make things that you think people will like And then eventually you mature and then you just go back to making the stuff you like, but the stuff that really you, your voice, you like. And then that's when you really find the most success.
3: Yeah, because you're the most passionate about it.
2: Yeah.
4: And I think like within the last few years, there's so much more of a market for that Um, because you don't have to appeal to everyone anymore. You don't have to appeal Mm -hmm. to like every seven to 12 year old kid. You can just make something you love and the audience will find it with with streaming because you don't have to... uh, aim commercials at them. Yeah. You can yeah. only sell a, mo- a show or a movie or whatever um, if you can sell the commercial time to this age demographic, and that's gone out the window. Yeah. That's amazing. It's such a cool time to be making TV shows.
2: Oh,
3: yeah. Uh, so we did tease Sterling K. Brown. Uh, yeah. He is a new character, Gary Pig. who I didn't even realize that that was him at all. I
2: I was trying to, I was like, man, it almost has a tinge of Idris in there. But I was like, Hmm. I would know. Like Idris, I would have locked in also because I just saw Hobbs and Shaw. So he's, but I was like, who who is it? And when I saw Sterling at the end, I was like, oh.
3: Yeah, how did that combo come together? Like picking him for that particular character I think that we just loved him.
4: (laughs) Um, And I think he was on Saturday Night Live, and his his shtick was that he would just start crying all the time. Um, because that's what he does on This Is Us. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's like such a good crier and yeah. like you're like emotionally with him all the time. And so um, they ran that as a bit. And so we're like, all right, this guy's getting upset all the time. That'd be really funny if we used Sterling K. Brown. <laughs> um, but we didn't want to do that exact bit. Right. But, um, so, uh, and it's funny because most of the characters. Um, we just drew so much from their personality and and they became their character because of the personality of the actor. Sterling K. Brown is the least, like, um, (laughs) Gary, you could possibly be. He's, like, the nicest, most sincere, like, down-for-whatever person. and And maybe that's why... Um, we ended up um, making his character the opposite because we thought that was funny. Like, that's yeah. like this guy an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, he just started playing around with the British accent. And yeah, it's funny. That works. Let's do it. Um, oh, nice. so, so we just rolled with it.
3: We'll start wrapping up, but what I did want yeah. to say is that I saw your tweet that you said there's no better place to be right now than at Sony Animation. It sounds like they're really allowing filmmakers to take the risks. I We definitely saw that yeah. with a lot of, not only the heart, but also the humor that yeah. uh, you were allowed to do in this film, which I love that.
4: Yeah, Um Christine Belson, who's the head of the studio, is uh, amazing, and I think... Um, I've worked with some really amazing um, execs, and I've worked with some who uh, are less amazing. And usually, the reason they're less amazing is because they're really self conscious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they give you a note and they just want you to do it and they don't want to talk about it. And someone like Christine, who if you didn't know better it might seem like the opposite because she always says oh i don't know maybe something like this she knows exactly what she's talking right. about but she's giving you freedom that's that's you're out to not have to do exactly what i just said but along right. these lines this is what we need and that's the best um the best creative note that you can give like oh, yeah. it's missing this thing and somewhere around here just think about a, a better way to do it and that's that's everything mm-hmm. um and i think she really sees the value in um more original ideas i think the new um sony lineup is going to be a lot more original movies which is amazing a lot more like creator driven ideas which is amazing they're not all ips they're not all um uh these well known entities that you already know what it is it's like it's exciting because it's like the new stuff all right let's see a bunch of new stuff um, by people who know how to tell a story and that's super exciting to me. Yeah. yeah.
3: It's what a lot of people have been asking for too. Yeah. So it's cool that they're doing that. Um, I guess just to wrap it up, what what do you hope that audiences take away from Angry Birds 2? Um, I think I think the
4: movie's really a, a metaphor for life. I think it's a metaphor for every everyone. It's about working together with others who are different than you and together being able to do something you could do on your own. It's not easier. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. almost always harder, but it's way more fulfilling. And, and at the, um, in the long run you get something better. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. Then, Uh, uh, where can people find you?
4: Um, literally, just Google Thorough. <laughs> um, uh, Twitter, just type in Thorough. Um, You're Instagram, the number one therup. Just type in Thorough. Yeah, I think so.
3: You don't have to take your your screen name from someone else. Yeah, there's like 40 Danny Fernandeses. And there's
2: a, a very big soccer player who <sighs> you finally I beat out on Google,
3: and a magician who I'm not. He actually has a show on Netflix, so he and I are really going. I'm just waiting.
4: Um. Actually, um. I, I think it's it's little Thurup on Instagram because I <laughs> I created Thurup and then I forgot my
3: password. <laughs>
2: so you have both Thurups.
3: So. <laughs> Love it. Right. And Angry Birds is out. Angry Birds Two is out right now yeah. in theaters. Check it out. And also, our friend Matthew Cherry has um Hair Love, <sighs> the uh short that he directed yeah. is also before it. So both awesome. Uh pieces that you can see you will cry oh yeah it, hair love. it is beautiful. crying
2: like a baby before anything even happened just when the dread dad came i was like i'm a dread dad Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. i, yeah, I so. knew
3: it was gonna get you yeah,
2: it was Who boy ooh. uh but yeah you know me if you want to on twitter and instagram if d's on twitch if you want to see me playing video games uh and uh you know check twitter for upcoming show dates <laughs>
3: I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez. I'm going to be at New York Comic Con.
2: Yep.
3: <laughs> How did I say that? New York
2: Comic Con. I'm
3: going to New be York at New, New York Comic Con. I will be posting my panel, so check me out on Twitter and Instagram. I'll definitely have the dates and rooms you know, in the next week of those. So, But I will see you there, New York. And as we always say, stay nerdy. nerdy. <laughs>
2: stay nerdy.